Well, good morning. Normally we will have amplification. Uh, this is rather rare, but occasionally, of course, we do lose power. It happens, happens pretty much anywhere. And so um, I'm going to try to get this recorded because I'd like to have a complete set for the podcasts and everything else. Um, last time we started about one week into the retreat. Um, so as we begin this morning, what I'd like to encourage you is, I think pretty much all of you have a, a Buddhist background, perhaps all of you do, and even if you don't, the following point is very important. And that is, we're coming here kind of mid-morning, frankly, at 9 o'clock. And so you've probably had some chance to meditate already. I will assume, as in the retreats in Tonali, that when I come, you've already kind of launched your day properly. You know, especially the motivation. It really is a very, very practical benefit, very profound benefit. Uh, if you're really devoted to the, to the Buddhist path, beginning the morning with refuge, with bodhicitta, the most meaningful aspiration you can, uh, this is really, really crucial. It's interesting that we have no electricity, but we do have air conditioning. I hear something. <laughs> yeah. So in any case, there we are. And so I will assume that. So by the time I'm joining with you at 9 o'clock, I will assume you've already, as if you were navigating, setting out across the ocean, that you've already got your bearings, you've already you know, plotted your course, and I'm coming, coming in just to help you along the way. Okay? So we're going to start this morning in the first, in the first of the sequence of a series of shamatha meditations, starting with mindfulness of breathing. And we'll start with the most basic, but saying the most basic doesn't mean it's primitive or that it's trivial or you want to get beyond it quickly. Uh, we'll be starting this morning in what I'm calling, just for shorthand, the infirmary. I checked out what the actual meaning of the word is, because I, I like to use words carefully. And it uh, goes back to, I think, what was it, 18th century England. And infirmary, of course, is, is a, um, a hospital where you go and you can stay and you get, you, you'll get healed. But the word infirmary means for people who are infirm, which means they're not firm. And that is they're falling apart, you know, usually well because of some illness. And so clearly we're here, presumably in pretty good health, but the mind being fragmented, the, the body-mind being somewhat stressed out, agitated, turbulent, so infirm. And so the infirmary is just going to be a shorthand term for going into, especially the supine position, overall will be strongly emphasized. And happily, with 36 people, we have plenty of floor space. So if any of, you, any of you right now, with all of the floor space we have here, if you would like to just carve out a little niche in this, um, in this, in this room, we might actually move some of those chairs off to the side and, so, and just have a place where you can go into supine. Uh, for all of our sessions, really without exception, at any time, if you would like to be in the supine position, you're very welcome to do so. Uh, just following kind of, um, let's say, Buddhist courtesy, you'd want to point your feet away from where the teacher is or from the, from the Buddha image. That's all. Any other direction is fine, and it's just basically a matter of courtesy. Um, so the supine position is always good. Uh, right now, if you're not kind of set up to go into supine, the sitting is just fine. But overall, if you want to go for the full infirmary, it will be in the supine position, and the emphasis here is on relaxation. Out of the three qualities of shamatha, and I want you to know this better than your own address, relaxation, stability, and vividness. Relaxation comes first, and in this first phase, and I'm going to stop talking very quickly and go right into, that is, guided meditation. Even in this first phase, it is a matter of balance. Are we up? Very good. 
all right, even for this first phase of the shamatha practice, this, as in all other phases, is always a matter of balance. Okay? So in this infirmary, in this most, how do you say, most soothing, relaxing a mode of shamatha, even here there's a balance. And that is especially in the supine position. Well, normally when you lie down, what's that for? It's for taking a nap or falling asleep. So there's no question of balance there. It just in falling asleep, you're not, it's not a balancing act. You just relax and you fall asleep, right? But here, a number of people, if they, when they're first starting out in the supine position or in this infirmary, the full body awareness, some people will find dullness starts setting in. Okay, well, dullness is certainly not part of shamatha practice. It's one of the problems. And so even in this first phase, there's going to be a balance between deepening the sense of relaxation, which you'll continue to do all the way along the path to shamatha, including the achievement of shamatha, you're still pushing the envelope of deeper and deeper relaxation. But here it is, and that is very from the first breath, there's a matter of balance, and that is not losing the degree of clarity you have right now. Okay? So there's a technical term that we'll get to later, laxity, and that's a, a meditative term, chingwa. But there's a, a coarser term that's much more in, in Tibetan vernacular, and that's mukpa, which we simply translate as dullness. So if you find in this mode of shamatha that you're starting to slip into dullness, well, that needs to be remedied, okay? So it's a balance of deepening relaxation but not slipping into dullness. So those two. So we're not trying to enhance the vividness of attention. We're simply trying to sustain whatever degree of clarity that's pretty normal for us. And right now, I, I see no indication that anybody's dull, so it's normal. Well, that's all we want. We're not trying to go for above normal in this very first phase. We certainly will, but not yet, okay? So it's just maintaining the level of clarity you have right now without falling into dullness, and then deepening and deepening the sense of relaxation, okay? That's where the balancing act is in the first phase. So please find a comfortable position, and we'll have our first, our first gatika, our first 24-minute session, and by the way, I checked my notes on this one, and it traces back at least as far as Kamalishila in the 8th century, when he speaks of, when you're setting out on this path, one chutsu in Tibetan, or one gatika, is a good period, not too long, not too short, and that is a 24-minute period. Okay? So, good. We have a lots of floor space. So, that's always an option. So, please find right now, please find a comfortable position, Again, physical discomfort really doesn't have any place in shamat at all. So, Maria, that's fine for now, but I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't want to see you do that. Because uh, I'm a concern for you. I don't want your kidneys to get cold. And the floor is a bit chilly, right? And so, um, yep. Oh, that would be great. Yeah, and anything just to protect, just this area around the hips, okay? And then if you can find a yoga mat, they probably sell yoga mats. Uh, to get something so you're, everybody's comfortable. Physical discomfort is simply a nuisance for shamatha. So I'm mis Mr. Softy, okay? No, in football, they say no, no pain, no gain. In shamatha, we say no pain, no pain. That's all there is to it. Happy days, okay? So about to begin, please find your comfortable position. This will be a guided session.
as we enter into the practice, I would encourage you to do so in a spirit of loving kindness for yourself and for all those around you. And you're applying your body and mind to the practice of shamatha, maybe regarded as an expression of loving kindness for yourself and for others, an act of kindness. as you first of all let your awareness descend into the body, right down to the ground, to the earth element, the experience of solidity and firmness, especially where your body is in contact with the ground. And from the very beginning, Cultivate a quality of awareness that is simply present, quietly, non-discursively, attentive. And simply be aware of these tactile sensations, of firmness and solidity where your body is in contact with the ground, There's a lot of the earth element in the supine position because there's a lot of contact. But ground your awareness, releasing it to the earth. Let your awareness rise up and fill the whole space of the body. Be mindfully present from where your body is in contact with the ground right up to the top of the head. This is not a matter of visualizing the body, but bringing your whole awareness to the tactile field. As you do so, you may find certain areas that feel a bit tight or constricted. For many people, it's in the shoulders, the base of the neck. Simply attend to these areas as you breathe in and as you breathe out to the best of your ability. Surrender your muscles to gravity. Release and let go. Bring your awareness to the face, 
and soften and relax all the muscles of the face, the muscles around the mouth and the chin, the jaws. Let your forehead feel open and spacious. Soften all the muscles around the eyes. And let the eyes themselves feel soft and relaxed. Your eyes may be partially open. They may be hooded. They may be closed as you wish. Let your whole face relax in an expression of repose, as soft as the face of a baby while fast asleep. In this way, set your body at ease in a posture of comfort and relaxation. And when it is settled in this way, it should be quite easy for you to remain quite still for the whole duration of this short session. With no unnecessary fidgeting or movement, just allow the movement of the breath. finally, in terms of settling the body in its natural state, having settled in a posture of relaxation and of stillness, then assume a posture of vigilance. If you're sitting, let your spine be quite straight. Keep your abdominal muscles soft and loose, and slightly raise the sternum so you're sitting at attention. And with each in-breath, feel your belly expand, the sensations of the breath going down to the belly, expanding as you breathe in, retracting as you breathe out. even in the supine position, where your body is utterly relaxed. In this posture known in Sanskrit as the Shavasana, or the corpse position. Totally relaxed, but psychologically adopt 
a posture of vigilance. I would strongly encourage you to use this posture only for meditation, never just for resting or taking a nap. So in this way, settle your body in its natural state, imbued with the three qualities of relaxation, stillness, and vigilance. To round off this initial settling of the body, you may find it helpful to take three slow, deep breaths, slowly breathing way down to the abdomen, feeling the lower belly expand as you continue to inhale through the diaphragm and finally the chest expand, breathing in almost to full capacity and then effortlessly Release the breath. As you take these three long, slow, deep breaths, be mindfully aware of the sensations of the breath throughout the entire body. Having settled the body in its natural state, we settle the voice in its natural state, and that very simply is one of effortless silence, the silence of a lute on which the strings have been cut. And simply being silent is quite easy. On a subtler level, See if you can so relax your inner voice, the inner commentary, the chit-chat, the obsessive and compulsive flow of thinking. See if you can relax so deeply that this inner speech comes to rest in its natural state of effortless silence.
The key to this is the breath. As you settle your respiration in its natural rhythm. And within the breath, the key is the out-breath. Relax deeply. With every out-breath, relax more and more deeply, physically, surrendering your muscles to gravity. With every out-breath, simply release the breath effortlessly. With every out-breath, let go of any thoughts or memories that may have arisen. Just release them as if this out-breath were a gentle gust of breeze blowing away dry leaves. Key is the out-breath, utterly relaxing in body, speech, and mind, and continuing to relax and to let go all the way through the end of the out-breath, still releasing and releasing more. Until the next breath flows in effortlessly, like a wave washing up on shore. Whether the in-breath is long or short, deep or shallow, fast or slow, simply allow it to flow in without pulling the breath in. Inhale as effortlessly as you breathe out, just letting the body breathe and letting the body find its own rhythm without in any way trying to superimpose a rhythm or any preference on the cycle of respiration. Whether the breathing is regular or irregular, let the body breathe. 
effortlessly and without constraint. And in this way, let your respiration settle in its own natural rhythm, balancing the prana system or balancing and tuning the nervous system. Set your mind at ease. For the duration of this short session, allow yourself the freedom, even the luxury, of releasing all concerns, all hopes and fears about the future and the past. Releasing awareness into the present moment, at ease, loose and relaxed. Resting your awareness in stillness, that is to say, without moving to the past or future. And resting in its own natural clarity. And for, the, for this mode of mindfulness of breathing, let the focus of your awareness be diffuse, not spaced out, but not tightly focused. Simply let the object of mindfulness be the sensations of the breath throughout the body. And within this field, you may, even let, you may even let your attention rove, sometimes to the abdomen, the chest, the nostrils, anywhere where you distinctly note the sensations of the breath. But confine this wild steed of your attention within the field of the body, at any time, if it strays to some other sensory field or is carried away by thoughts, relax. Release whatever captivated your attention and return your attention to the field of the body and the sensations of the breath.
maintain an ongoing flow of knowing. So at any time, if you feel yourself drifting into dullness or becoming spaced out, attend especially to the sensations of the breath during inhalation and arouse and focus your attention. Whenever you see the mind slipping off into excitation, distraction, agitation, especially take advantage of the out-breath as a time to let go. Release the thought happily. Just let it go. And return your attention to the sensations of the breath within the field of the body, wherever they most distinctly manifest. So we bring the session to a close. Hola, so. So have fun today setting your own schedules. Uh, I think many of you may find it very helpful to do back-to-back sessions, 24-minute sessions, a little bit of break. Uh, And a lot of people find it helpful to alternate between the supine and the sitting position. And so, and then of course, in between sessions, walking very mindfully. (laughs) The idea here is to, as much as possible, elevate the whole quality of mindfulness throughout the whole day.
but there's less and less of a transition, and less of a, especially of any abrupt trans, transition between post-meditative practice and meditative practice. So, like I like to think of it like filling a, a bathtub with water. The water rises all up together. See if you can just generally elevate the quality of mindfulness throughout the course of the day. And we're going to take as public enemy number one, what I call obsessive compulsive delusional disorder. And that is this ongoing flow of obsessive chit-chat, compulsively getting caught up in it, and then deludedly thinking that whatever we're thinking is true. Okay? So presence, grounded, maintaining quality of mindfulness. There we go. Tough job, but somebody's got to do it. Okay? Good. Enjoy your day. I'll see you a bit later today.